2: to welcome to the five star joshi show here on the fight game media network i am your host scott edwards and with me today is none other than peps peps how you doing
3: hi um i'm fine just just exhausted from school and now i'm here to talk about the stardom show how are you i'm doing great i'm also exhausted not from school
2: just from life um as we all are i think at one point or another, but yes We are here to talk Stardom Supreme Fight, sorry, let me Let me say exactly the name The 12th anniversary commemoration Stardom Supreme Fight 2023 uh, Which happened this past Saturday uh, Obviously a major show To me, Stardom's first real pay-per-view Of the year, especially after uh, Asami and Starlight Kid Were not able to compete On that show with Sayaka, with Tani And Ami Saray. shifted it all up this felt like the real opening to the year for stardom. And it took long enough. I felt like uh, I was waiting forever. Uh, before we get into the actual show, how did you enjoy the show? So before we get into the matches, how did you enjoy the overall show?
3: Mm, I, I, I thought the show was pretty good. I think the, the cheering elevated the show even to a higher level than it it was if it was like a month ago without cheering um yeah for the matches i mean we will go into detail detail later but i think all for all for the last four match were all pretty fun one better than the other a few a bit disappointing but yeah yeah i think
2: with the cheering especially um it elevated everything in its own way whether you know, like you said, there were one or two matches. I think people could walk away and said they were disappointed. And maybe that's because the expectations for certain matches yeah. are so high yeah. now, too. Um, to the point where, like, a good match is almost unacceptable in terms of <laughs> the mindset. Uh, but with cheering, the undercard really was supported. Um And it it created a very intriguing and exciting Triangle Derby match that I think that especially uh, was important to me because I was like, you know, if if these matches had cheering, Triangle Derby has, I think they would be elevated to that higher level because ultimately, for those who haven't figured it out yet, Triangle Derby is a way to not only create a number one contender for the Artists of Stardom Championships, but it's also an opportunity to make these early house shows have some meaning to them. Uh, that's why, the, you know, I know some people are expecting, like, top-tier Trejo's matches because that's what Startup does. But a lot of the time, it's like, you know, it's just cool for the house shows to have something of importance on there. So I've never really put too much stock into it. I think this this one especially kind of gives us an idea of what to look forward to now the rest of the tournament, though. Uh, but we haven't got there yet um, in terms of cheering uh, it was just a beautiful beautiful thing to hear here at stardom uh, you know it it was in, since 2020 uh, that we've had that and it's it's incredible what cheering does I never you know I never sat there watching a stardom show because I got used to it and be like wow you know this would have been infinitely better with cheering and i only didn't think that because they were hitting at such a high level that i was like i wasn't bothered by it but you know with other companies like a new japan or you know someone like that you knew they needed cheering right because it just it, it's it's so different for them but now that i have cheering and am like well i never want to lose this again it just creates a different atmosphere that tag team title match is a different match because of cheering uh, yes. which we'll get to later. But overall, um, it's exciting that Cheering's back because now we have a chance to not only see who's a favorite in this company, but just have overall great atmosphere every time we watch.
3: Um, yeah, uh, the thing is, I don't know. Um, it's like the first live Cheering show I watched from since I started to watch Stardom. And it was like a totally different atmosphere compared to how it was like watching it back, like, all those 2016 matches, whatever. It's, like, before my time and now seeing, like, for the first time is starting Show cheering was pretty cool. And uh, to the point where, like, I think, like, nearly everyone got cheered loudly. Um, Besides a 7-Up, but that's what's, you know, that's, like, the whole character they needed to get booed. But, like, even all those Oedotai, uh, Oedotai wrestlers were, like, cheered like crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The the tie thing, I think, is very interesting, and uh, I think we'll get to that. And, and some of the cheering for tie wasn't too shocking to me. Like, we know Saki yeah. Kashima is a huge, huge uh, fan favorite over there. Um, I'll always point to that match she had with Shuri that wasn't even supposed to happen uh, that ranked as one of the favorite matches of 2021 amongst uh, Japanese fans, so... It's not shocking that they were cheered, but I guess it is shocking that they were uh, cheered more than some. But I think it's exciting. I think all of this is very exciting, but let's get to it. Let's kick off the show here. They started with the Naniwa Roulette, which was a very creative match in that it was a gauntlet, five-minute time limit, over-the-top rules apply pin submission a little bit of everything and it started with none other than mayu iwatani of course the the woman who made the match but at the same time said none of these things that the match ended up being uh (laughs) which made it all the funnier but her getting to be the first out in front of cheering yeah that made me very happy as you can imagine
3: yeah um obviously the right choice i i liked the little i don't know if it was like on purpose, but like that Mayu wasn't ready to even come out because she didn't expect to come out at first, that she didn't even have her full robe on. Maybe it's just Mayu being Mayu, but I'm interpreting as that um, Mayu didn't expect to go out first, which is kind of funny. Um, she she obviously deserves to be the first one to get to cheese, and she got cheered loudly, at least during her entrance. That mm. shifted with the next one coming out.
2: Yeah, so the next person out was none other than Waka Tsukiyama, which, again, shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, Waka is... She's going to get just such an incredible, incredible response when she gets that win, whenever she gets that win. Um, but as you can expect, Mayu Yutani made quick work of her. She didn't, uh, she didn't stand much of a chance.
3: Yeah, um... I mean, the crowd was totally behind her, and coming up with her big match against Nene at the at the Triangle Derby, no, wait, at the New Blood preview. Yeah, New Blood Premium, yep. Um, the, the fans going to go crazy, um, especially since against Nene Takashi. Um, it might be her first win, it might be not, but we are a good way to it, I feel it. Like.
2: Yeah, I think my excitement for that match has... Risen a lot just from the reaction Here for Waka and reaction From the later in the night I think Those two going together it should Make for an exciting match uh, The next part of this match uh, Mayu Yutani defeat Momo Kogo uh, kind of Continuation of that little story That uh, Momo continues to Try and prove to stars Try to prove to Mayu that she's worth it uh, But she continues to have tough luck Not that I expected her to beat Mayu Yutani
3: yeah, um, you know, the, the, the first three names, I mean, we, we can count in Mio Amazaki. No spoilers, she was the third one, and she also got eliminated by Mayu. The, the, the first three was, was you know, the, the perfect ones to get Mayu a few eliminations while getting a few good cheers and a few good pops by the crowd. Um, for all three, for Waka, Momokoko, and Mio Amazaki was the first stardom show with cheering. Um, I think it was the first overall show sure for Miyu Amasaki with cheering. I'm not yes. so sure sure yes. about Waka. I think uh, Waka... No, Waka too. Waka debuted in 2020. Yeah. yeah. So it was the first one for her too. And Momoko was, I think, debuted before. I believe so. So Momoko was the first one. Yeah, okay. Momoko heard cheering before her new career. The other didn't. Which is kind of cool. Because, you know... Yeah. um, We... Like it it just you know, it's like, okay, Waka debuted like two and a half years ago now and she it's like the first time she heard a fan cheer for her and not just clap, which which is insane.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a special part of this whole night is some people you realize not only have never received cheering in their career, but you know, they ended up being amongst the favorites, um or people that fans wanted to support i think that's very cool so like you said uh mayu beat Miyu amasaki and then tam nakano uh was the next one out and this is where i think everyone realized oh okay uh not only is mayu not running a whole roulette as we i didn't expect but these two are going to go to a draw surely And not only did they go to a draw, they might have had the best five minutes of the match. If it wasn't these five minutes, it was the next five minutes after. But uh, we got a great little mini match in here between two of the very best.
3: Yeah, 100%. I mean, they, they had fantastic sequences in there. I mean, what else can you expect from those? They are two of the best in the whole company, in the whole world. And they have fantastic chemistry, and they just worked really well together. The draw was expected. Even though there was there was a funny sequence in there when, when uh Tamna kinda went to the top rope to do her uh dive to the outside and Waka screamed at her saying that she would be eliminated if she goes over the top rope and, and like Tam was totally confused by it. I don't think she got the memo of the rules.
2: Yeah, that was that was hilarious when she got up there and Waka was like, No 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 no. Um <laughs> And I was like, wow, Waka, you know, Waka saved her despite, you know, about to be kicked off this team. Shout out to Waka. She didn't have to do that. She could have let her jump. She could have let her fail. Uh, but, yeah, Tam was going for that diving crossbody and, you know, thought better of it. Uh, but the five minutes were up. Both were eliminated. And that came down to Mina Shirakawa and Natupoi. So the two other favorites that I thought were going to win this match, uh, back-to-back, and I just I just sat there. I was like, oh all right, if Mina's not winning this, then I have no idea who is. Uh, but these were another great five minutes of action. I think these two have great chemistry. And, you know, credit to Mina. If I've, I've been talking about this recently, but sh- now that she's back into the flow of things after her injury, she's really at the top of her game now. Um, you know, her strikes are fluid. Her submission work is actually entertaining. Like, when I watch her do the figure four, it's better than watching, like, I don't know, name any other random wrestler that does the figure four. There's so many that do it. Uh, and the struggle at the end of this match I thought was really great, where Nazi Point was just trying to survive and not tap out, so Mina couldn't advance. Um, I was kind of hoping Nazi Point would, only because I wanted the match to continue with Mina in it, but that would not happen, and they were both eliminated.
3: Yeah. I mean the, the story here is clear. Um they they had tensions in the five star or like before the five star since uh since Natsupoy joined Cosmic Angels which which kicked off the whole Mina I I don't know if I would call it a heel turn, but the club Venus thing. Now it here continues with a five minute match. I think it was pretty good. Um Mina is getting just getting better. Natsupoy's boy, Natsupoy. what else can you expect from them? Um yeah. I think that was like from the from the matches inside of this red, It was likely the second best. I mean, mm-hmm. wrestling wise, it was, but entertaining wise, it's another one that can't keep keep up with it. But we will come to it later. Um, the the finish wasn't surprising when the two came out, but they they definitely both got got a pop from me when it was like, when it came out. It was like, oh, okay, now it's going down again, and then yeah. I was like, okay, who's gonna win this?
2: yeah and I think that's kind of the fun moments that you get out of this match and it's al- I almost prefer if it came towards the end but it's okay uh, they went through a different route but this match was really long so after these two matches were over I was like oh man we have so much time left um but anyways we mo- we move along here um we had Mariah May and my Sakurai next up. Uh, mariah may took made quick work of my sakurai uh, this is this was by the way it was mariah may's first uh, singles matches uh, in stardom so I, I did find it interesting to see how she do and while the my my sakurai one was pretty much nothing uh, the one with tecla i thought impressed a lot and i walked away from it saying all right well here's your swa championship match if you want to bring that belt back because yeah i thought they both looked great against one another they had good chemistry and i thought the excitement of the over the top rope elimination where they both fell to the floor was definitely there and i think the fans are into it
3: yeah 100 um coming into this matchup was like okay mariah may or my could definitely witness to bring back the swa belt i think we need to wait a little longer for that um but, but I I haven't talked about Mariah may yet um really but but she's way better than I expected um she can wrestle <laughs> it, it, yeah. it sounds stupid but the expectations for Gaijin in stardom in stardom is low for me because we had in the past and also last year with with alpha female a few that you know can't wrestle at all
2: mm-hmm. well
3: like I wouldn't say can't but they aren't on the level of the rest of the roster. And Mariah May can't keep up, keep up with it. And Tekla obviously proved it the last year that she's great. Um, Like you said, that should be the SWO program when it's, whenever it's coming back. I hope it's soon, because it would give a lot of women that needed something to do instead of, like, floating around and doing nothing for months.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's... I continuously say this with that title because there's no perfect scenario i think with it and while i would love that to kind of be a mid-card title for everyone of course the rules do hold it back a little bit but i think with a tecla or mariah may some of that some some of that skill level holding that title really would fit and then that way you like you said Have a lot of wrestlers have something to do, um, you know, like the Saki Kasha, Saki Kashimas, Natsukatoras, um, you know, Momo Kogos, even that's something for them to do, uh, on these shows rather than just being in big tags or battle royals or roulettes, or you get the point. So, anyways, we move ahead. Uh, those that was a good, uh, that was a good couple minutes between those two Uh that's and Momoko Hanazono were out and they were so entertaining I know some people some people just aren't gonna like Momoko Hanazono I'm not one of those people I think she's fantastic I think she's made for stars if she ever feels like joining them she doesn't even have to sign with the company I just think she should be in star she teams with Momokogo. uh she has that bubbly personality yes pun was intended um but she can just go like you when the when the bell rings she can be all funny with the bubbles and stuff but she can just get in there and go she's one of the best uh under the radar wrestlers out there today and i think she has nothing but great potential to uh shine and really make people notice her. And I thought her work here with Torah was incredibly entertaining because they're so different. She broke her bubble machine off of her head. Um <laughs> and then Torah really broke it. But it was so entertaining. I was like this is this is why I enjoy a match like this. Yes. Was it the level of Mina Natsupoy, Mayu and Tam? No but it was still very good for the the latter half of the show which i thought or latter ha- half of the match which i thought this was maybe one of the best parts of it
3: yeah uh, for me too um, i'm a big momokannson fan um it, it it's kind of funny every time a promotion is in osaka and you see like a post of it it's always Sono on on the poster it's it's like she's only in osaka for some reason yeah she's obviously from there but it, it's just funny to me and um, the the thing about Moboka is um she just brings in something totally different to Stardom. Of course we have those more comedy characters in Stardom, like Kaguma leans into it lately a lot, but she is, even hers like she she wrestles a lot of herself and like wrestles seriously when it matters. Moboka just brings in fun. It's just something totally different that just distracts from all this all the really seriousness that that the promotion has, especially on the on the big shows um yeah. kind of funny enough that they put a torah against it because torah is like the total opposite of of, mm-hmm. of momoka like the total evil badass that, that brawls and destroys everyone like momoka is the cute little little girl with the bubbles that like tries to tries her best
2: yeah yeah i think while everyone agrees i'm sure that she'd be great uh, full-time participant in say the high speed division i do think she offers even more than that uh not to say not saying she's guaranteed to be brought in or anything but i do think she is one hell of a talent and she showed that here
1: nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away
2: Um, now it was time for X which I think a lot of people can agree they uh was uh, pretty underwhelming It ended up being billiken death which of course is just hooking death which of course is just gokiki death which of course is just kaori oniyama uh and she defeated yunimi which did make me laugh um i mm-hmm. uh it was fine okay. I, I the axes yeah. are are getting <laughs> a little bit insane in terms of it's, it's, what it's it hilarious. ends up being.
3: It's, it's hilarious. Um, my, my, the funniest inside of Sodom is whenever there's an axe, it's like either someone totally that you don't expect, or it's Fuki and Dev coming out with some new gimmick. It's like mm-hmm. either her Goking a coming out, or it's a super Sonom machine. It's always those three possibilities. Yeah, like it's like I think the fourth time now that fucking Death is like a surprise entrance in like the last five acts or so. Mm-hmm. I think she was an axe at the Stardom Rumble in, in the Queen Queendom 2, and I think before that she, she was, I think at the um, New Japan Stardom Historic Overshow, she was also an axe. Yeah. So it's like always he's like always axe, and it's just hilarious. Um, she came out with with the old Ringkampf Walters indie theme, which is kind of funny because AW. It didn't use it for Timothy Thatcher and that <laughs> uses it in Noah, but like Stonem just throws it out for Billy death.
2: Yes, they they said Fukigen Billy that's that's your new version of uh Walter on the scene. <laughs> um, anyways, death beat uh Mizumori and then out came Saki Kashima, the final entrant, and Saki Kashima got the win. Uh, earning herself a championship match of her choosing, which she would go on to select the high-speed championship. I think she, you know, if if one of the top-tier talents weren't going to win, having someone like Saki Kashima win I think is great. Um, not only because I do think that her in a high-speed title match, which is something I've been asking for, is very interesting and very much something I'm looking forward to, but uh, she she deserves a win for all the hard work she puts in. Yeah. Uh, and getting her getting her a singles title match is always cool with me.
3: Yeah, um, I always need to say it's like is like one of the most unsung heroes in the last few years in Stardom. Um I mean, whenever you need her, she's there and she does great stuff. She She's not like, you know, she's not like your Utami. She's not your Momo Watanabe. She's not your Starlight Kid. She's not your, you name them. But she's always there when you need her. She does her role perfectly and she deserves a single spell now. Yeah. Um and also it feels like she's the first challenger for Azumi that like actually has a chance to dethrone her. Um yes. I mean, um the the as the Starlight kid with Azumi rematches announced for the triangle derby final but yeah. um
2: March fourth yeah. fourth,
3: I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um I mean i mean for me it's clear that that is gonna win it and then break the defense record mm-hmm. so then saki kashima winning her first single spell i mean it's, it's likely gonna be at a big venue too since after the triangle derby it's not many possibilities left for saki kashima to challenge
2: no, um i really not...
3: hope she wins i do too i hope
2: I hope that match either happens at a Corkin or a big venue, like you said. Uh, if it's at yeah, a Corkin, I'd like them to get that made of that spot.
3: It, it's it's either the curriculum between... I think there's a curriculum between um uh, between the Triangle Final and Yokama Arena, or they just do it at Yokama There
2: definitely is, yeah. Yeah, okay. they, This because Yokama Arena's not till end of april so yeah i'm sure okay
3: they definitely yeah the or, or like the, they do it in some some big Osaka show they often do that too
2: yeah or if i know this doesn't really fit uh the show but if they're trying to sell more tickets they could always just toss it on new blood uh which yeah. would new blood premium which wouldn't surprise me either that show i i have some thoughts on uh when we eventually get to that show because i'm sure they're gonna want to sell tickets one way or the other um, so they may toss on a big title match. Anyways, uh, after this, the Cinderella tournament was announced to have thirty-six competitors, and here are all the competitors because I am the psycho that wrote them down. Uh, Utami Hishishita, Azumi Hazuki, Kogawa, Momokogo, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, Tekla, Mai Sakurai, Mika, Hameka, Lady C, Hina, Miyu Amasaki, Momo Watanabe. Mina Shirakawa, Mariah May, Ami Sarei, Tomoka Inaba, Ruaka, Rina, Shuri, Starlight Kid, Haruka Umasaki, Saki Kashima, Mayu Yutani, Saya Hanan, Nanai Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, Saya Kamatani, Julia, Marai, and two names to be named later. So, that was a lot. 36 names, like I said. How are we feeling about the field heading into this new, uh, this, this year with the tournament?
3: Um, I mean, it's not yet revealed when the winner will challenge for the belt. I mean, it's, it's gotta be another challenge. I don't think they will do something, another wish, which is possible. Yeah, to the party, be the one. but it's always going to be a title <laughs> challenge. Um, I mean, since the the Cinderella is shortly before the Yokohama Arena, and shortly after is another paper unit for Coca, um. There are definitely a it's few crazy. opportunities. I think running going into this tournament, as of right now, the favorite should be Mina Shirakawa. Otherwise, I would never count on Starlight Um But we will come to that when it's happening. Um, my hope is still that Micah wins it, but <laughs> that's another thing. Um,
2: I appreciate your heart on that one. I appreciate you mm-hmm. hoping.
3: Yeah, uh, but but the feeling is... is you know, it's like I think everyone is near from Sodom. I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and obviously the two axes. I mean, the two axes could be literally everyone. Um, it could be Billy and Death.
2: Of course, um, it can.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it it, it could, could be
2: Fukigen and Gokigen too.
3: Yeah, would, would not be supported. in both it, spots. It, I mean. <laughs> so, so, uh, there's like a lot of possibilities. Maybe, maybe it's like um, some new Gaijin is coming in. It could be someone from another promotion that is yep. building up something to uh, to the Yokohama Arena. It could be everyone. Um, I hope it's 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 someone cool. That's my only hope for it. That and I hope nice. that and I hope that this year Cinderella will be a bit better structured than last year's, which I don't see happening. Sadly. Yeah,
2: my, I, yeah, continue.
3: Yeah, since, since I think that uh, Cinderella under the new system with like more participants and more matches kind of, kind of doesn't make it as special at, like the, those one night events.
2: Yeah, the one night events. Uh, one, I wish those could have been live. Once upon a time, we never have experienced that. My phone is ringing. Of course, it is. Um, it's interesting. To me, how you how you create these shows because now that they're expanded to four different shows, so they have the first round um in March, I believe it's the twenty sixth, off the top of my head. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the, then the, they have the day
3: after the U blood show.
2: Then they have two shows at the beginning of April uh, for the middle rounds, and then they have the final on the fifteenth. So to me, which, by the way, that show on the 15th, that's the final show before uh, Grand Queendom. So I think that's very important because there, to me, there's a hesitance on having the Wonder Stardom title match, whoever makes the wish, happen right on that show because you don't have time to build it on any other show. You don't have any time to do preview tags. You got nothing. So to me, I'm thinking, assuming the wish of the Cinderella winner is, of course, challenging for the Wonder Star title, I think they could be holding off on that. Because like last year, yeah. um, you know, they had that at a, another big show. I believe the Mirai Challenge came at flashing champions. Um, but I also think you could have whoever wins main event a pay-per-view against... Uh because yeah.
3: it did just it,
2: yeah they've had a... that title main event multiple times you know we've had we've had the mica match main event we've had the nazi poi match main event um so it's an interesting way to go depending what they want to do because if if the cinderella is beating Saya um again again we're all assuming it's a a Cow at this point then maybe you want that in a main event spot i think that's something to consider uh-huh. i don't know that for sure because. We don't know what the pay-per-view schedule is too far after All-Star Dream Queendom, but there are ways to go here if they want to build up two Wonder of title matches or just go right into All-Star as well.
3: Yeah. um, Obviously, the thing is that the Yukama Arena show kind of, we we don't know yet what to expect here because we have yet... I don't think we have yet to have a title match there announced. The only thing we for sure know is that Shiruvis Hashimoto is happening there, and that's non title. Um, and, we, and we know from some news that Sasha will wrestle there, which also means she's getting a big match, potentially defending the IWGP women's belt. And that's where I think if certain wrestlers, Mayu Ibatani, wins the Cinderella Dick. Could be a the wish could also be for the IWGP Women's title since yeah. I don't really think that that you know that the possibility that Nina wins the Cinderella even she already got her shot like confirmed or like or like Asaya coming I mean, into said she's gonna get that shot it's like it yeah. could happen but mm-hmm. I think the way to go is with my my expected way to go is that they go with Mayu challenging for the IWGP one Belt and be the first one to win the Cinderella three times.
2: That'd be pretty cool too. I think that'd be a fun way to change it up. Um, the one, yeah, I I always am excited for the Cinderella though that final night. And I will remind everyone that usually the final night does involve two title matches, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go about it this year um because so for example for those who may not remember uh the tokyo dream cinderella show long ago uh you know the show that shuri and utami uh put the helped put star a little bit more on the map of course with their incredible match that was a cinderella final show i think some people forget that uh so it'll be interesting to see what they do with two big pay-per-views back to back like the cinderella uh final and all-star grand queen i can't even begin to guess how they build it but i think whoever wins the the cinderella you know your your way of having you know say mayu win and challenge for the iwgp that works because there's no expectation the iwgp title match will be on that show uh at least like in kayfabe but there is expectation the wonder Will be by default, so there should be a match already announced by then. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But this is exciting. I enjoy the Cinderella, uh-huh. um, especially the later rounds. Some upsets. I'm happy Inaba's in it. Uh, you know, she was she was the name I was looking for. Nanai. I, I'm happy Nanai's in it to piss some people off. Um, and I'm <laughs> excited to see who those two names end up being.
3: Um. Yeah. What I wanted to add is obviously there's like three pay per views in a span of like two weeks or so, with the Fukuoka one being a week after. In yeah. So they have like, if it goes to waste, on if they go all out, we have like five or six big title matches in a span of like three weeks. Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. uh, And a lot to build up to.
2: I'm. Yeah. My. My guess is that. The world title isn't defended all three times.
3: So no, no, definitely not. Um,
2: I'm. I think the wonder has a shot. You could always defend it on all three. I know. I remember last year. um Last last
3: year it was at, on the Cinderella final. It was just the red belt, and then on the Fukuoka yep. show it was just the white belt. Right. Right. So so it's likely gotta be something like that again. Yeah. And considering and, and considering the the one show is in Fukuoka, I think we can't some expect some either F W C title challenge yeah. or, or like a micro title challenge because they love to do that.
2: That's a that's a good that's a good bet uh, that we get one of those two. Uh, I think they showed both of them in the announcement. So should be something to look forward to there uh cinderella tournament like we said 36 competitors but we move on triangle derby one action the classmates Hazuki, saeeda and Koguma defeated a unique lair starlight like kid ruaka and or Saki. as i said earlier this match benefited from cheering uh and i think triangle derby the rest of the way will do so um just a really fun uh matcher nothing nothing to write home about necessarily in terms of like oh this is an all-timer but Hazuki has the people in the palm of her hands uh she is and has been since the moment she came back, a workhorse. Um, And I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see like how she shines now that she's back uh, because her having cheering now for the first time since she retired, uh, that's pretty crazy to think about. Um, Same goes for Koguma, of course, too. Uh, But I think she really controlled the energy here. And of course, Starlight Kid was over. Uraka was over, you know the way to tie was over um but i think hizuki really uh killed it here as she often does because you know she plays to the crowd and the crowd plays back
3: yeah um the match had a an fantastic any sequence with with koguma and stale going like all out high speed action for like two or three minutes with all the roll-up counters and that that's like that's like what some of the other other triangle Derby matches are missing is like people actually trying <laughs> um it, it it sounds like like stupid, but the house shows the house show matches really are just people don't give a shit about the matches or like the tournament at all. They just have those matches and just run it home. So it was refreshing to see that like all six competitors like really cared about the match and yep. tried to make it do it. It's something special.
2: It sure is. I think I think it excites me for the rest of the Triangle Derby. I think this now kind of raises raises matches by default with cheering. Um, it should create some really exciting wrestling uh the rest of the way. Um moving on here. Konami made her return as she teamed with Shirinami Saray to defeat Queen's Quest. And my forever reminder that the every time Konami comes back, I get sad that she's not back for more than one match. Uh, because she is so good every time she walks back in the door. Uh, she she seems happier than she you know she's been in a very long time which is great to see but i really want konami around for at least like a month that's all i'm asking for a month i wanted her to challenge julie at the end of the night didn't get that uh i wanted a little bit of everything i got a whole lot of nothing when it came to konami other than a good performance in this match which i thought was really solid as you'd expect from uh these few i thought even uh I thought Lady C and Konami actually closed the match out well, um, which, you know, Lady C can um, be hit or miss, but with cheering, yeah. it changes the game.
3: Um, yeah, that was also Lady C's first cheering show in front of, I think, yeah, I think it was the first cheering show, and um, she, she sure got was. a huge reaction from the fans, and the fans love her, and uh, it, it's likely because, you know, a lot of the fans that are wearing, when you was, like, dating, don't watch Stardom for like five or six years now. They started with the pandemic like most of us because it was like the the biggest rise of stardom. And for them, Lady C is their rookie. It's like the first rookie I've seen. They they supported her from the beginning of the career. So it's cool to see her getting her cheers because she definitely deserves it. It's it's like she's definitely someone who will uh, who will gain a lot of gain a lot of uh, gain a lot of, of the cheering.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think her and Walker are going to um see their matches lifted a lot because of the cheering. Uh they have a lot of support, which is nice to see. Like I said, if you wanted to see Konami do some cool stuff, uh if you wanted to see Utami do something, you know, this has kind of been her role for the better part of the past year, um, then this is a match for you. I think uh I think it was a fun watch. All right, let's get to the big four now. Here, this is really what we were working our way our ways to. And it starts off with Shahiro Hashimoto defeating Mirai in one of my favorite matches of the year so far. Uh, I think, I think I was very interested not to see how this match would go. I, I knew it would be good. I'm not crazy. Come on now, um, but I was interested to see. One Mariah's connection with the fans. Not that I thought she was gonna get booed out of the building, like some people thought. Like, oh yeah, it's just clapping. though. No, she's a, she's a superstar. People love her. But I was interested to see how the, how much they get behind her, and the way that they booked this match was the perfect way to do so. And it's that you have this huge dominant uh outsider in Hashimoto who doesn't really respect Mirai all that much uh she doubts a lot of her abilities and then you have Mariah, this you know super baby face who feels like you know she feels like she may not be on that level during the first half of the match and then when she turns it on and gets through that struggle that was the first you know five minutes or so of Hashimoto disrespecting her because it really the fire was lit when Hashimoto started slapping Mirai that's really when I was like yeah this this is this is everything this match was supposed to be because yeah Hashimoto is going to go over she's going to look dominant but Mirai going to look like an absolute star in result which she did uh when she hit that jumping lariat to take down Hashimoto I'll tell you what I jumped right out of my chair I was like yeah this is this is this is what I was waiting for um Mariah is everything stardom could have asked for and more um thank you TJPW uh and this match was just another reminder that I think she's ready for whenever she gets her shot Uh, whether it be the wonder or world we'll have to wait and see but you know Hashimoto dropping Mirai on the top of her head with that German suplex was the perfect like it was the exclamation point of like the cheering because the people were like yeah let's go come on battle back and then the moment that happened everyone stopped and then Hashimoto won I thought that was perfect uh so fantastic match here what were your thoughts
3: um that match was perfectly booked. um it achieved Everything it should have, and I think even more. I mean, coming into this, we we knew it's gonna be great. Um But they even exceeded my high expectations for it, and it was like simply because the crowd reaction was like so behind Mirai, they they literally begged for her to fight back and fight the outsider that invades the their loved promotion, and she had like no shot the whole match. I mean, even when she got some offense, and it was never was like that she had any chance at. Hashimoto was like dominant book to, to face Shuri down the line but at the same time it didn't hurt Mirai at all that she was like totally destroyed. It even helped her in some form because mm-hmm. she gained more crowd support Um, she she looked really good in defeat and she came off as the popular underdog babyface face that I prefer her in because she's way better at getting a beating than beating Agreed. someone up. Agreed. And that was like the perfect match for it and, and like the perfect style for it. Hashimoto. I mean, we, we don't need to say much for her. Uh, she's no. fantastic for years yeah. now, always was dominant booked, looks dominant here. And she is like someone I definitely want to see more of in Stardom, even beyond the Shuri match.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's the type of match that confirms everything you you think, you know, going into it with both of them, with knowing Hashimoto, you know, she's going to shine on the big, big stage. Um, and you know, Mariah's going to do everything in her power to make the singles match matter. And it, it was just fantastic between this and the next match. They're two of my favorite matches on the year so far, uh, You know, men's women's doesn't matter and I think I think it's it's matches like these that remind you why is the best at what they do Uh, Because you know, you had two of the most highly anticipated title matches of the year so far um, As your semi and main event And it was these two that really stole the show um, In a good way. It's not to say that the other two matches were bad or anything Uh, Even I thought the main event was great especially but these two matches really uh, reminded me why stardom is just so good at what they do. But let's move ahead now. Um, so, of course, uh, Hashimoto Challenge Shuri, we're getting that match. Uh, they didn't say the date yet. You guys can all figure out the date. So i All-Star Dream i All-Star Grand Queen. damn it.
3: Um, yeah, I, I, I think if I read it right, um, Hashimoto said that she wants to face another one between her yes, and Shuri. she did. So it's, I mean... If she we look, else, that's all she said. If, if we look who's possible, it, it's likely Ami. Um, I don't think they bring in someone totally that's not has n- nothing to do with God's eye. My hope is it's Tomaka, but I think, yeah. I think it's gonna be Ami, and that's definitely would make sense too.
2: Ami would make sense, uh, but. Tomoka would be just that'd be sick. Uh I would, I would love that. But next up was the goddess of stardom championship match. Seven up the nine ashi and you defeating the uh challengers, Mahime, Micah, and Hameka. And you know what? I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let you take the floor here.
3: Man, um what can I say? Um that match was, was fantastic. The whole story that played out from the very beginning, um, with Himeka injuring her knee that she injured during a house show. A few days, a few weeks ago, during the, I think it was the fan fest, and then after the, after the the Stardom awards, where she, um, apparently couldn't even walk and had like the yeah. brace around her knee, they they saw that, then played with it, and it worked fantastically. The crowd was totally behind her, behind her and Mika, um, Himeka was sent out. Mika comes into the ring, um, fights back. Nene, Takahashi you, two of the most dominant. Rescue stardom has seen the last couple of months with Nane, one of the most dominant Wrestler Stardom I've ever seen with the longest reigning World of Stardom champion. Micah fakes back, holds DDM into the match, Himeka makes the hot tag, cleans the ring, and then we have the dramatic ending with Nane, Takashi, and Himeka. I thought like a cut couple of times that Himeka had her pinned. She hadn't. Nane finished the match and Defense and retains the belt to absolutely silence. Everyone in the arena was like really sad and that was like the best possible effect of this match that was what they aimed for. They aimed for Dono De Mondo, the Donovan De Mondo duo getting all the cheers and they just wanted them to win but it wasn't the night it was the night again of 7up and that it's totally fine what's coming up soon
2: i think and you know people a lot of people want to rightfully sing the praises of Hameka after this match but to me i thought micah was the biggest star of it um and you know i'm not just saying that because peps is on here i'm actually yeah. saying that because i thought you know what she's best at is you know being a really good professional wrestler right now shocking um But there's just something about her, you know, when she went in there and she was the hero for the team to not only keep them alive, but almost win single-handedly. There was something just special about that. And I think that's a credit also to you and the Nye for kind of what they've built themselves as, which is like just this overpowering, never-go-away type team. Um, But... You know, Micah was running through them, and it just made for such an exciting middle of the match. And you know, the crowds going crazy for Micah fighting against these two. Um, and of course, you know, to give credit to Micah, like I said, um, her, you know, really working with the bum knee and and trying with every part of her being to win this match for them. It was so exciting. They had me on multiple multiple times when she hit the running power bomb they got me i'll tell you that they got me i really really thought Mahime was gonna win uh, i know silly me um uh, my hope yeah. is that you know i think we all expect melt to come back and win these titles eventually um but if it's not going to be melt i it should it, be, should, yeah. it should be my yeah
3: uh, um like you said about micah i mean i i don't need to praise micah i think everyone who knows me knows my opinion of micah and, <laughs> um, but i think i i just wanted to point out he makes performance more because you know first of all i think micah that you expect micah to praise from me is like it's like expected everyone does expect that from me and otherwise i also also i think that the reason why it doesn't get as much praise as the Himeka one simply because it was not the ending stretch of the match. Um which is always an important part. I mean everyone always remembers the finish of a match over like the middle part of it. And Himeka did her job more than well, sold her knee perfectly. Um and it worked perfectly against against Nene Takashi and Yu because they I mean especially Nene isn't like the best wrestler anymore. Um but she knows how to fill those gaps that the others left open, leave leave open and she can perfectly can perfectly fill those gaps and make a match better just with the simple things and um, she yep. didn't do much there uh, she didn't do much in this match she didn't like go all out work take fifty bumps for them or something but what she did was clever and it worked and it made the match better and that's what a great wrestler makes about is about
2: uh, i one hundred percent agree. Uh, but that was, that was fantastic. After the match, that's Couture and Rocket challenge 7 up to a title match that has been
3: added to
2: oh, what show?
3: What um, show? Currican the March tenth Currican Hall.
2: Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, so not going on a pay per view. I think that's a good, uh, good match to put on a Currican.
3: Yeah, it's, um, it's it's a perfect match for the Currican, and I mean, like you said. Melt here is is the one that's dethroning them at Yokohama Arena. They already like pretty much said it. and Starnum is pretty open with her cards sometimes, and that's why I actually think that Mahime losing was the right choice because if they get the titles again, it shouldn't be another fifty days run yeah. where they just hold the belt, defend it mm-hmm. one or two times, and then drop it back to Melty because Melty is winning winning the tag belts, especially with their CD coming out a few days before i think a few days after i don't know
2: it's around that yeah you're definitely right i i think i think that's a good point though um they deserve their own reign um and if it's not gonna happen here then that's okay that's you know doesn't it doesn't always have to it doesn't always have to make sense. I think the the, the showing they had, it, it works in their favor because the it was banged up, so it's like they, they still look strong. The fans are behind them. Their moment's going to come. Their yeah,
3: I, come. I, I think they gained more of this match by losing it than mm-hmm. actually some people think. Um, yeah, the I think fans are people... crazy on Twitter, on on yeah. every platform possible, in the venue, and, I mean, stardom knows what I have with these two their chemistry they have, the fan support they have, and all of it.
2: it just one final credit to uh, the champions as well because they're so despised that uh, it's almost shocking to hear how loud boos they get, um, which we got after the match. So um, I'm intrigued to see uh, where the rest of this goes, what's next for Micah and America. Hopefully that... I'm uh, going to talk about two people that would benefit from just having something to do on cards that aren't just you know tag matches or roulettes or stuff like that uh those two definitely deserve it especially after this performance anyways let's move on here the wonder of stardom championship sayakamitani uh successfully defeating momo to accomplish victory uh 14 uh defense number 14 breaking the record pretty crazy to think about um you know we were. That, that Momo record was one I think we've all talked about so many times, so many different ways that Reign um, and now Saya Kamatani is the one standing atop the Wonder Stardom title Reign's record. And, you know, she could go and try to get the most successful defenses now in uh, Stardom history. That could be her next goal, or she could be happy here. But talking about the match itself, the Wonderstorm title match, it definitely left some to be desired for a match that I think a lot of people agreed could have been the match of the night. Um, Now, I know you're going to have a take. I know I'm going to have a take. uh, So I'll let you go first.
3: Um, Yeah. My, My problem with it is, you know, both had a solid performance. None of them stood out really well. I don't think they had much chemistry in this match at least and it seemed off for sure it uh, which, which is kind of s- because i think they had a match in a five star that was like chemistry wise way better maybe it was because it was less um, less pressure or something or whatever it, it just felt a bit better a lot has one- ha-
2: i i will say a lot has happened to say since then which i will yeah. talk about
3: it a um, few I, I think I'm going to leave the side time to take to you because I agree with that. Um, my problem is, um, since her heel turn, Momo Watanabe's big matches aren't hitting as much as they did under the Queen's Quest. Runner. And I don't know why, or at least it's for me. It, it You know, may, people will disagree with me. I don't want to say she's like washed or like a bad wrestler now because she's still fantastic and she's still one of the best in the world on a good day. But it's like, I think now the, the third or third big single smash in a row that she had was like, okay, it was a great match, but I know she can do it better. Um I don't think the Shuri defense was great or like anything it could have been. Um that was in July I think. Um then he had she had then she had some, some other matches between the device where it was like, okay, that could have been better and now that. Um I don't want to say she's bad, but I just feel like that she just needs to figure herself as a heel and how to work as a heel yet because it just sometimes it feels off.
2: Yeah, I think with Momo it depends on not only the opponent, but the situation for her. Um, like I enjoy the Shuri match. I enjoy there was a I forget the five star match that I liked a lot. Maybe it was uh, the Suzu one. The, the Suzu one? one. Yeah, but, yeah, but I love that one.
3: But having a good match with Suzu doesn't count. Yeah, it's not an accomplishment anymore.
2: That's the Suzu's thing. Uh, and I actually liked the one with Julia. I I think even though it was a little weird. Anyways, the 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 thing with Momo I've noticed so far in her heel run is she is a fantastic tag team slash trios wrestler. Um, I thought she had a fantastic year last year, and it was mostly because of that, whether it was with um, Starlight Kid or the trios matches, which were also great. Um, and maybe that's because she has more people work off of in the heel position. But I, I do understand where you're coming from in that she hasn't reached that top, top, top bar Um as a singles wrestler yet since turning heel, because I think the heel turn has been overall great for her because she has more of a character now and stuff like that, but it is about her still finding it because it just feels like the matches don't flow as much as they uh, used to for her at times. Now I enjoy the matches with Mayu Uyutani as well, but that's because they're my favorite matchup. They can have a good match in their sleep. That's like the one combo I'm never worried about. Um, but what I what I will say about this match and this goes kind of to multiple defenses now. A five-star reign that or five-star run that wasn't all that memorable and it's that Saya Kamatani has a funk about her, I think right now. And maybe that comes from confidence issues. I'm not saying she has confidence issues, but that match with Mina obviously Jumps to a lot of people's minds. Uh, of course, you know, accidentally it, hurting Mina with that Phoenix Splash. She hasn't done the Phoenix Splash since, I believe, from my memory. Yeah, she has to. <laughs> She's doing the Firebird Splash now, which is fine. It's still a good move. But I think there is something at play here when it comes to Sayaka because other than the Kai rematch think a lot of her work since the five star even the beginning of the five star hasn't been as good as where she was the first six months of last year right people were ready to call this the greatest wonder star and reign of all time it was all wrapped up she had great matches with uh, Natsupoy Tam Nakano Micah um, who else who else Mariah like she had great matches here there there like those matches with Natsu and Micah especially in the Tam one, those three were like phenomenal. I think many people agreed that she was having a better run than Shuri. And then the five star started, and I think Shuri really turned it up as she often does. And Saya just, you know, she was she was fine. She was fine. Um, Shuri had great defenses to close out the rain. Saya still going in this reign but. You know, I will say that the challengers haven't all been, like, you know, main event talent. Like, they, they tried something with Haruka Umasaki. Um, there was, as the match went on, it got better. Um, but it wasn't wasn't necessarily a match. I will remember the Yami Sarei match was fine. Uh, but that didn't do too, too much for me. It's just, Saya isn't hitting at that high level right now and it's been that way for a while i felt like this momo match was the get right match for her um in terms of get back on that all-timer pace in terms of match quality and it just didn't happen it just didn't happen and like you said they they were off um they didn't have all the chemistry you'd hope for there were some great moments in the match don't get me wrong this wasn't a Bad match. They can't. No. I don't think these two can have a bad match, e- even if they're off one day. Uh, but it was definitely the worst of the final four, and upsetting to where we thought they could have went. Um, and yeah. I think you know Bolter, Bolter definitely uh, to take some blame on that one. And I think I think if they got another shot somewhere down the line, where maybe the pressure isn't on Sai as much anymore and you know the pressure of just the situation right with the record and stuff they will have a much better match but this it was it was it was an off night for two of two great wrestlers which is okay
3: yeah Uh, the the things with saya kamitani she has a style that is really about having the confidence because she has like all this flippy stuff and you know if you just i i don't want to discredit anyone else what what they do in the ring for example like momo you know but like if you don't have the confidence in throwing cakes it's something totally different, yeah. than, like doing four fifties, doing jumps to the outside, whatever. Oh, yeah. And normally Saya was never like the, the crispy clean wrestler. She she was <laughs> never that. Um no. she, she always had like some some weird looking moves in her moveset and some stuff that looked botched or like not as perfect as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Or like as we have seen with other wrestlers doing it. Um but she always had like she, she always showed some confidence while doing it and it feels like I mean obviously it's just you know jumping to the conclusion okay the Mina Shira cover match happened and then what happened after um I don't want to say it's fully blamed on the Mina Shirakawa cover match but if there is really some confidence confidence issues and she has like fear to injure someone with her feeling expression whatever then take the belt off her now um not not because she's she's a bad wrestler now and she has bad wrestler matches or anything, but just for the reason that she can recover from it not only f- physically because her schedule is um her, her body has gotta be hurting at this point, especially with like doing some some double foot stomp to the outside on the table in some way where like her total <laughs> knees are yeah. fucked up yeah. um but but i i think you just deserves to break at this point and i think it would be good if she take her out for from big matches sooner than later for a bit of time so she can recreate her confidence her she can her physical shape can be better again and all of that
2: yeah i i agree i think i think she's had an incredible go all things considered like it's been a long rain, but it's been a good rain. um but now that we've gotten to the record, she can lose at any time, at any moment, and yeah. I think that's okay. Uh, Mina yeah. seems to be the next champion, which is fine. Um, I don't think she'll be, like, a year-long champion, which, again, would, makes it okay yeah. to me. Um, but I'm ready to uh, get a move on now that she has the record, I think. And I've also noticed with she's doing a lot less of her big moves, if that makes sense. Like, she's not hitting and maybe it's she's not hitting that roll through um it's the little sombra move what the hell is it called i can't even think of it uh when she like does the schoolboy and then lifts him up and slams him, she, she didn't do that it's like
3: schoolboy suplex yes thank you
2: thank you like she's not doing everything as much anymore maybe that's just because she's trying to change her matches up which is fine that's obviously appreciated uh yeah. but i i hope um i hope in these last couple title matches however many she has that uh she's able to go out there and do what she was doing throughout the first you know eight defenses or so um nine i don't know there's been so many i can't remember
3: i, I mean yeah the, the thing is, the old sounds and negative, we are still talking about great matches i mean if you had a match like Sayakamitani Kamitani versus Momo Watanabe in another Joshi promotion, it would, would have been one of the best matches of the entire year for them. It's just <laughs> the level. No. It... That's I so mean, true. I mean, I mean, nothing against certain promotions, but they're like promotions like Marvelous. They have like two yeah. big matches in the entire year. So something like that would stand out there. But like in Sonim, it's just a low level Sayakamitani defense. And even, it's not even that. I think it's, it's the best defense since the carry one, I would definitely put it above Ami and Haruka. I agree. I would, I would put it above the, the Saki one because that was like, really. <laughs> yeah, I, f-
2: I always forget that one.
3: We-, we should forget that one. That doesn't count.
2: <laughs> it was just, it was just the patent
3: stats. Um... <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a solid defense. It just happens. And I hope that the next defense is against someone that where Saya works, can work better with, because it's, we we have seen against against carry, even yeah. though I still think that kind of was underwhelming in some form. Um, it's
2: time of a draw for you.
3: Yeah, yeah. That I don't know. It just just feels like they they left some things open. and It's never going to happen again. But whatever. Um, I
2: will. I want to say this one interesting thing that I've noticed. So, I think all of Saya's best defenses. I think her four, in quotations, worst were the first against Unagi, the Saki one, the Umisaki, Amisurai, now the Momo one. And I want to note that those were the only matches that didn't go over 20 minutes in her entire raid. So yeah. there could yeah. be reasoning to that, that she needs that longer format to put together her full match and make yeah. it the
3: best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the same time, the ones that go too long the the utami one and also the, yeah. the carry one as the ones that kind of disappointed you so it's like she she needs yeah. those 23 24 25 minutes to get her yeah, stuff she, in
2: she's got a sweet spot for sure she's got a sweet spot with that 23 uh 24 i mean just uh i wanted to do this before we move on is that so her reign started of course by beating tam nakano at stardom dream queendom 2021 uh, that was a great match. She defended against Unagi. That was fine. The match with Natsupoi, I think, when people started to really pay attention, even that weren't like fully locked in on Stardom, because that's one of my favorites. The Utami one definitely was a letdown because of what they did the year prior. Um, that went 27 minutes and 11 seconds, so it was actually the second longest of her reign. The match with Tam Nakano, the rematch at World Climax was fantastic. Um, and I think people had lower expectations for that only because they had just fought um, saya and Micah you know had magic in fukuoka goddess festival um, back in May I remember that one fondly um you know those two have great work together the Mirai match was also really really good um, which was a big challenge i thought kind of I think what they were going for with the ami Saray one but I think Mirai was up to the challenge a bit more uh the starlight kid one was interesting it wasn't my favorite but also was far from the worst i thought it was a good match but i think they have better the sake one was just kind of there the Jamaica okay. one obviously was supposed to be Kyrie, but i thought they did a good job shifting uh the mina one we know uh, that's a big important one and that's overall uh conversation about Kamatani now but that was a really good match That that's like belt.
3: that's that's like the most talked about Saia Kamitani defense for the mm-hmm. worst reasons possible.
2: Yes, that's... which again, could play to uh, what she's going through. We don't know. Uh, that's, that's the type of thing you just, you know, if you feel bad about you get a little uncertain with yourself. Uh, the Saiyan Kairo one 30-minute draw. Haruka Umasaki, Amishirei, and now Mama Watanabe. So, a long reign there. I just want to remind everyone of the big matches that she had. She fought a who's who. Um, only only Tam Nakano twice. So yep, that's pretty crazy. She's been able to wrestle someone fresh every time. Usually by now you see a rematch or two. So uh, I think that's interesting. Anyways, let's move on. Mo- main event, World of Stardom Championship, Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. And this match went kind of the way I expected. And I think maybe it was a letdown to some because it wasn't to the physicality that their first match was but their entire dynamic has shifted since that five-star match that they had they're no longer rivals that want to you know kill each other but now there's more so frenemies that are trying to prove who's better and my biggest takeaway from this match suzuki is the reason this match was as great as it was it wasn't uh necessarily to me the world champion uh i think i think julia is figuring out what her world title match style is going to be obviously this was her first defense um because there were signs of herself when she was wonder stardom champion and then by the second half there were signs of what we've seen for the past two years out of her and i thought that was interesting uh but i thought overall this was a great main event i'm not gonna sit here and act like it wasn't i i still prefer their first match and they still have another great match in them i think that brings it all together but these two can't have a bad match uh just really 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 good pro wrestling to close out the show
3: yeah um you know, I, I was like I, I rewatched that match because I, I thought like coming into this or like coming into this match I expect okay we we're gonna see the best Joshi match of the year. And now it's arguably not even the best on the entire show. Um Right. Was it because the match was bad or so? No. Um the match was great. Um maybe just expectations were too high of them because they had like the fantastic first match and the five star with all the storytelling. That's now gone. The magic of the first match between them is gone. And now we have the second match. And it was still fantastic. I mean, we, we talk about one of the best Josh matches of the entire year. Yeah. Here. And Suzu Suzuki is fantastic. Julia is fantastic. Even though her new theme is not fantastic. <laughs> but that's another thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was a great opening defense for, or like great first defense for Julia. She just can wrestle. And I love that the first five minutes were like the typical Julia big match. She goes to the outside, rolls, does the grappling stuff. Um, I think she just does that to get Hideki Suzuki happy, but who knows? <laughs> because it's it's not needed, and I don't think she's good at it. Um, Suzu turned it around, made her to her own pace, and just ran with it. Um, she proved once again why she's so so good and why so many people praise her to the level of one of the best in the world regardless of the gender. Mm-hmm. And um, if she's ever signing, she definitely should win the belt. At yeah. The, yeah. At the same time, if if she's signing or not is another thing because, you know, prominence, it's okay, it's her thing that she wants to do. I mean, she has a big match against side, That's like a big thing for Joshi to have that. And I think she, she's going to be fine if she's not signing with Stardom. And obviously, she's going to be in Stardom for multiple years now. I mean, I would not be shocked if she's still winning any belt because they seem really high on her. Um, she, she gets all the big matches. She can defeat. Um, she's defeating some of the biggest names in Stardom in the five-star now she's getting this big match match against Julia at the first ever cheering show, and it was not a cheering show because um, because like the government decided, okay, now cheering is allowed. It was planned in advance, so they always wanted to be that Suzuki being in the main event of the first ever cheering show since the return or like with the return of cheering in Stardom, which which is high, really really high praise for her, I think, and. You know, for for Julia, um, I I would love to see that we see a shortest world of Stardom title ring after the last three being like a year long. I think <laughs> all three were really long, yeah. but it's Julia. Um, maybe we don't get a year long ring. Um, but the potential instead of we get a two year long ring, that oh, <laughs> um, it it seems scary. Um, because you know who's she gonna face? But there's like okay, she has like. Fifteen people lined oh, she up has a whole she challenge.
2: Yeah, I was going say she um, has an entire roster and then outside, so I'm not worried about that.
3: That that's like that's like, you know, okay, we are just at the start of it and it started really well. And I think if the opponent wasn't Suzuki or she hadn't had this background and we had the same match, everyone would have been blown away by it. Yep.
2: I agree. I totally agree. Um on the on the topic of suzu i think you know we all talk about her potential overall and it's not even potential anymore she's just a bona fide s- superstar but she she could be world champion tomorrow <laughs> in this company like she could be world champion she could be wonderstorm champion um they're built they've they've built her to the point where she is a superstar in the world of stardom. Like, we, yeah. they want us to appreciate and understand who she is, and I think that is important. You know, she's already above, in terms of booking-wise, she's already above Starlight Kid and azumi for example. Um, and I think, and you know, she's former Ice Cross champion. Ice Ribbon, like, that matters. Uh, but she's come in, she's been nothing but a success. So I think it's a matter to me, it'll always be a matter of when, not if she gets more of an official deal with this company, Um, whether that is fully exclusive or not, we'll have to wait to see because, you know, we don't announce contracts anymore. Um, But if she were to sign, it feels like the type of contract that they would announce. Uh, I think the moment she does, she gets given a title a singles title. It's just kind of the way it feels. Uh, but I, I, I we'll wait and see because she's going to be great. And, and on top of Julia, I think I think with her, it's either the rain's going far. It's going to be shorter than a year or far past a year. It's not going to be exactly a year uh, like the past couple have been pretty much. So I'm excited to see where Julia goes now. Um, there's so many different avenues for her. Uh, we just don't know yet. And we know Suzu has the artist belt, so that'll be what she's busy with here in Stardom for the yep. time being. Uh, but I can't wait to see what's next for Julia, because we didn't get any title challenges to get to the show, which, again, plays to the idea that we don't really have an ideal spot for title matches to be happening. Um, so, like... like mm-hmm we'll yep. have to wait and see uh if they want to toss something on the new blood premium show i would lean towards more the high speed than any other belt but i guess wonder if there was some like new young talent that challenged uh kamatani on that show which is um, not yeah. impossible
3: yeah um uh to to remind people last year they had the the world climax shows and they announced both red belt title matches two months in advance so if they want to sell tickets for the Yokama and they want a main event with a Red Belt title match, which is not confirmed yet, because, you know, it, it always could be um, they, they book Mayu versus Mercedes as a main event for the IWG Women's Belt, or Kyrie versus Mayu or whatever. Um, but I think if there's something, uh, if there's something coming for the, for the Yokama Arena show with the Red Belt, it's, it's being announced or like the angles getting set up pretty soon yeah if it's it's at the next hurricane or i think the latest possibility is the triangle derby is likely where we will know what's going to happen because they need to sell tickets um it's not like it's not like a venue where they say like 1.5k tickets and that's it they aim for like 4.5k or so which is a lot yeah for Star.
2: They sure, yeah, they're going for a big number, understandably so. Um, just for instance, that Cork and Hall show, uh, Julia and Tekla and Mai they're facing prominence. Uh, so I don't expect to reach a Sarah challenge necessarily. Uh, but we, we know Yuki, he's probably coming down the pipeline soon. Uh, that could always happen. Sooner rather than later, depending where they want to do that match, whether that be at Yokohama Arena or elsewhere. But that overall is the Stardom Supreme Fight 2023 show. Uh lots of fun. Great pay-per-view. That's all we're talking about today. Uh I don't have you know Max Hard tournaments this weekend, TJPW, the finals. I don't need to preview yeah. it. Um <laughs> you know, Sendai Girls has a show that we'll never see. Uh Marvelous has a show, that... has a
3: show. where, where Momoto faces Ito in like her yeah. I think like... she's starting a trial series now because yeah
2: thanks for the awful reminder that she's facing Carol Ito in 2023 and I have no confidence that she'll win just because she lost to Moko Watanabe uh,
3: it's the seventh, um... it, seventh seventh anniversary as a wrestler to be fair so it's a big thing for her um, yeah,
2: you would like to think that it'll be fine, but I, I, I. So she I will understand. lose like
3: ten minutes instead of five.
2: Yay! Woo! Uh so I may talk about that next week. Probably won't because I don't want to watch Karo Ito wrestle ever again. Um, at least current Ito, I can watch old. Uh so that's that's that. We'll have and then Stardom's running again this weekend. uh let's see. Actually, what do, what do, any any juice? I know we have some good matchups coming. If this would load, I would tell everybody.
3: Um, I think, I think, I think it's. Oh, I got it's it. A big prominence. No, wait.
2: So we I have. Oh, so okay. Here we go. We have Seven Ups, uh, Nanai you, and Yuna Mizumori versus God's Eye. So that's pretty big time. Yeah. That's uh, we we have Queen's Quest against Rebel and Enemy. It's a good one. Um, Team Lollipops back in action, and. Oh, Julia, Micah, and Jamaica are teaming up against classmates. Oh, well, that's kind of mean. Um, they, they have no shot. All right. And then on Sunday, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I, just, I thought I just saw Konami on the poster. and I got really confused. But no, it was not Konami. Um, oh, Sunday's a little. Sunday only has two Triangle Derby matches, actually. It's uh, we have DDM action. It was, it's Julia, Mai, Sakurai, and Tekla against Micah, Hamek, and Lady C, and then Starlight Kid, Huruku and Ruaka versus Waka Sugiyama, Rimi and Yuko Sakurai. So, not a major, major show there, uh, but should be interesting. Should be interesting. Uh, Natsupoy, to Shirk, Kawa, and Mariah May are teaming up, so I do think that's a little interesting tidbit. I think that's the first time, yeah. Mariah may is teaming with anyone else so worth checking out that well i'll be back next week to do that but perhaps hit him with the plugs hit him with what you should be uh looking out for in your future
3: um yeah uh follow at pax uh, p oh, sorry i forgot that my account got suspended <laughs> at say, p- sadly
2: <laughs> that has changed
3: under slash under slash wrestling on twitter because um there's something bigger coming soon and also check out all the stuff I post on recipes, and also on the Five Star Network in the future.
2: Yes, please do. Um, as always, follow me at Scully Wrestling on Twitter. Like, like Pep said, check out the Five Star Network. Lots going on there. Um, not an, a plenty. Let, let me just say, there's so much going on there that I can't keep track. Um, <laughs> so there, there, there. You go. Make sure to check out that uh, fall the five-star network on Twitter at five-star network. Very simple. I made sure of that. Um, But otherwise, thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the five-star Joe show. See ya.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.